Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. So Simon, last episode, we were going to talk about rents. We didn't quite get there because we, we ended up getting quite deep into the, the loans that are available, Sybils and bounce back loans. But one of the reasons people would be looking at those loans is potentially because of the the lack of revenues coming through from from rentals and, and we talked about mortgage holidays as well so the logical sort of next step for us was going to be talking about rent so, so i guess first question is you know uh, how, how's everything looking on your portfolio rent wise currently okay i think is is my sort of summary i have uh, we, we mentioned in a, a previous episode that i was considering giving a, a blanket um 10 rent forgiveness to to my tenants just to try and help them out it would it would eat into my my buffer a bit in my my property business yeah i was going to mention that but hopefully not not too disastrously and i thought it would be um well a, a nice gesture to try and try and help people out who i know are some of whom are, are struggling a bit at this time so i did do that and everyone replied saying thank you very much i think the actually i was going i was going to say the tenants who are, are probably being affected most but actually i'm not sure they are they might just be the more communicative of uh, of them about their their problems but there are certainly a couple of tenants who i know are struggling uh, where they've had hours reduced and and such things and they were, were very appreciative and they said thank you very much uh, and they did pay the the full rent minus the 10 percent and they are yes i mean definitely that that is good um but they go, going forwards they are the ones that i'm sort of most concerned about and certainly mm. if if the uh economic impact is uh unfortunate uh, i think they they may be um at risk from, from that sort of thing uh we're in well we're, we're not actually in but we're close to uh the gatwick area and apparently that's going to be one of the the hardest hit areas economically going forwards i believe british airways have said they're not reopening at gatwick and version have also said they're not going to reopen gatwick at least for the foreseeable future mm. which is obviously going to cause a, a a big change to the economy in this area and while my tenants aren't directly working for gatwick or for, for airlines there it's obviously going to have a, a ripple effect yeah so i'm i'm definitely concerned going forwards but right now I, it, it's okay <laughs> um and so you're you're in a, a very different market um both from the the type of tenants the, the geographic location and the length of your contracts and, and hence the turnover of them because of course you're you're student letting mostly yeah how, how have you how have you found rents from your point of view in your portfolio so Interestingly, the two residentials, so I've got two little flats, both of which have uh, struggled. So unfortunately, one of them just was uncommunicative. Uh, I tried to call 
agent tried to call. We didn't, we didn't hear anything, but the rent hadn't been paid. And, you know, we then found out that unfortunately they'd lost their job. So I think they're, you know, trying to work that through. Uh, I think the big challenge is always, you know, you just want to, you, you want, you want to help basically, you know, if, if we know these things, you know, we can, we can hopefully ease the burden by, you know, letting them know. But so, so one isn't, just isn't paying at the moment and we haven't, we haven't really got a plan for what's in play. I, I don't know if they're seeking uh, universal credit or not. And then the other flat, same thing, although this tenant did let us know that they no longer had a job and, yeah, there's a sort of question mark over when that actually happened, but you know they've lost a job, which isn't which isn't great, and haven't paid a month. However, they now do have universal credit, so this month's payment has been made, and essentially I'll be working with through the via the the letting agent, you know, how they plan to, um, yeah, pay that moving forward. It's it's one of these where we I think we just need to see where we are in the next three months. You know, it's. Uh, as we said previously, just out of interest, do you know what industries though those people have lost jobs from? One was a chef, so the, the one that we haven't really we don't really know what the outcome is going to be. He was a chef in a yeah. uh, it, it, in a restaurant. Obviously, I was going to mention the name of it, but I thought I'll, I'll keep it uh, anonymous. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, but it's it's a large chain of restaurant, and then the second one, interestingly, works for an estate agent, and. Mm in in the local town so uh i i guess yeah again they don't i'm surprised the estate agent didn't opt for for furloughing rather than uh redundancy the i mean that there's there's obviously a, a wide range of potential directions the housing market to, could go when things start to uh, head back towards normal but I think quite a lot of people are expecting a little bit of a uh, a bubble because of pent up pressure and things. Mm. So I'm, I'm surprised they would want to be reducing their staff so proactively. I think from experiencing this in, in in corporate and other environments, and actually as you're talking, one of the things one of the things we did get from the other tenant was a letter from the employer. Uh, not directly for us, but just you know, letter that which demonstrated the uh, the situation. We haven't from this tenant actually, so I'm now just reflecting on whether or not um, the, the tenant, the letting agent, had asked for that. Because to answer your question, though, the um, yeah, I suppose some businesses just you know, like, like the uh, like the restaurant, they had uh, furloughed. But then I think they just said, yeah, this isn't, um, we're not coming back anytime soon. So they, they let people go. And it, it seems like some businesses, yeah, make those decisions early for reasons. Yeah, some reasons which are obvious, some not. But uh, yeah, but essentially you've just made me think, yeah, probably need to go back through letting agencies to confirm confirm these things. But so that's the residential side of things. And then on the student side, it was, it was a bit, uh, well, both – worrying in the sense of we just didn't know what was going to happen you know for me I, i'm generally okay you know even if even if the news is bad news if i if i at least if i know the news i know what the next step is but the challenge we had was that you know working with the letting agent we've got you know overall the the company i work with managed thousands of rooms you know of which my portfolio is a is a small percentage of that obviously 
you know, I speak with the agents, well, at least once a week, sometimes more than that. And I have recently in the last week or so just been checking in, say, you know, how's it looking? What are the students doing? And kind of the word on the street, if you like, was, well, you know, things aren't looking bad. It feels like they're going to pay. This is what we're hearing. But the challenge is just a bit like when you're doing, you know, qualitative research, people say one thing and then do another. So it was really kind of like we had to wait and see. And that that news came out, you know, as of this recording in, in the last week. And, and overall, it's been good. So of the rents, I would say, you know, I haven't I haven't actually worked out the numbers explicitly, but more than two thirds, maybe three quarters, you know, more. Yeah, definitely more than two thirds, probably more than three quarters of the rent has come through. So that's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I was really yeah, pleasantly surprised and very happy because that will really sort of help the business, you know, survive at least the next couple of months. Uh, so that was really positive. We have had a couple of strange ones where, yes, um, so one of the houses with foreign students said, essentially everyone barring one person said they'd left. So I, I've, this is a property that I'm also going to develop and uh, make it more design led. So I sent a build around and he said, uh, I won't try his accent, but he said, Stuart, are you sure the house is empty? And I said, yeah, well, it should be. I said, there's only one person left. Well, at this time, there were supposed to be three. He said, oh, I just, you might like to know that there were five people all sleeping in beds because he walked through, you know, just through the hallways and, you know, the doors were open. He just said, well, there were people sleeping in every bed and there's five beds. So, uh, so I then so find something suspect going on there then. <laughs> yeah, something. I said, well, unless their friends are very, very relaxed, unless there's one person who's remained, has got four friends who just feel so comfortable in the house, they're quite happy to sleep, uh, a bit like Goldilocks, then then it feels like all of the tenants are still there. So obviously spoke with the agent. He then visited. Uh, and then, yeah, they said, yeah, sorry, we're delayed. There's, there's only one of us that's going to stay. Anyway, the long story short is they then said, kept repeating that only one of them is going to stay, sent the agent back around again. There were still three there. And the, the frustration for me was because I, I knew that there were foreign students and I know that this is a tough time. And I said to the agent, look, if if they'll just tell you the truth, if they'll just say, look, we're, we're, we kind of feel a bit stuck because uh, we're here as students. We can't return home yet. We don't have anywhere to go. My view is quite simply, OK, then let's work it out. But obviously you can stay in the property. You know, I'm not... That's not my business. Isn't about putting people on the street, and it's not like you're going to get anyone else to to replace them at this point in time. No, and, and to be honest, I hadn't even thought that far, Simon. You know, for me, it was just, well, look, I don't want people going out the streets again. If I, I think, okay, mm-hmm. this is one of my kids, what would I want to happen? I'd want them to be looked after, and, and and so my view would have been, look, stay at the property for, you know, a month, four to six weeks, and then let's see where we are in four to six weeks, and then we'll work together to find a solution. And if you can't pay, then. Yeah, I'll bite the bullet for now and, and, and let's work out a plan. But the, the frustration was that, that they continually try to pull the wool over people's eyes. And that's, that's, you know, that, that makes it harder. So in which case I said to the agent, okay, we just need to, he's, he's going to go back again. Um, but he, and he went back again, sorry. And he said, all the rooms now seem clear. And so I, I can now use that, um, use that property and start developing that property. But yeah, so that so that's kind of it in in the in the sort of nutshell of where I'm at is rents are looking quite good. The residential ones actually, the smaller ones are, are the bigger challenge. That the next challenge for us is we don't know 
you know, how it's going to look for uh, September, September 2020. Although I do have a number of rooms which have already been taken. And anecdotally, we're hearing that, you know, and this is quite an interesting point, is that because no one knows where the job market is going to be or, you know, people are talking obviously about recession, is therefore that the applications have increased because, you know, people don't want to go out into the workforce if if work's reduced. So I, I obviously quite like hearing that. But again, we, we can't plan for it at the moment in, in May because we're still in this kind of stasis. Yeah, just can't tell whether in-person teaching will actually be a thing in September. It's, um, it's pretty very difficult to to plan anything at the moment the, the view is just on that point that um that they that universities probably will open in september but initially for the uh for the tutors and the lecturers and the like mm-hmm. but yeah that they they may well expect people to to be moving locally yeah to for the students to to come but yeah may well start off remotely mm, interesting across your student rooms portfolio you said that rent is down a quarter ish is occupancy also down a quarter ish or or have more people gone home uh, but are still paying the rent or or is occupancy still high and people are just not paying the rent even though they're there do you do you have a, a feeling on on that at all well, it's a good question. Of the properties that I'm aware of, so obviously I've spoken at length about one of them, so that obviously the occupancy has gone down, but then yeah. so the rent. The one of them, I do believe they have left the property but have paid the rent. And my feeling is that that has happened in a lot of cases. Again, I don't have the numbers from my portfolio, but um, from what I've seen and what I know of mine and what you know from the letting agent I've spoken with, it does feel like a, a number of, of students have gone home but are paying their rent because the at, the at the moment there isn't any guideline to say that they, they can't pay their rents. It's it's like everything else. You know, if, if we can and if we're in a, in a state to, you know, I'm a tenant myself, you know, I haven't considered not paying my rent because yeah, I can. They, they entered that contract yeah. and that contract has a, a fixed length to it and – uh, fixed commitments on their their behalf so yeah strictly speaking they they should continue to pay the rent even if they're not actually using the property yeah and that's that and that's just the way it is you know, that that's life and that's how i feel you know, unfortunately there's always going to be a, a, a small percentage and i've experienced it directly that immediately wants to take advantage of a situation but but all the time you know for me whilst yeah and it's very similar with the with the mortgage uh, payment holidays is you know a lot of us you know my first thought would have been oh great that'd be quite nice mortgage holiday you know we've talked at length about that but of course the mortgage holidays are there for if you're not getting rent so uh, or you can't afford to pay your own mortgage so you know immediately i dis- dispelled that thought and so okay well no, that's just something we use if we need it i have heard from uh, uh, another landlord their thoughts on people going being, being furloughed that perhaps they they shouldn't deserve any any sympathy because they're they're still on 80 percent of their pay they're not going out they're not commuting they're not paying for for transport or petrol they're not buying lunches 
from cafes. They're not drinking in pubs. And they were thinking that, well, if you work it out, chances are these people are, are now better off. Mm. So there's there's every reason they should still be still be paying their rent, and and they really really don't deserve any any sympathy from from landlords. I'm I'm not entirely sure that's a an accurate picture, but it's an interesting take I think on on probably some people's situations. But uh, I don't don't know how widespread that actual scenario is. Yeah, I mean I agree in terms of the principles. I mean I think in terms of sympathy, I think it's a challenge. You know I know people that have been furloughed, and, and again we've had the conversations where you know if someone said to me, "I'm going to give you eighty percent of what you currently pay to not work." Do you know what? I'll take that. I'll, I would take it right now. Good, but you know I'm obviously being flippant. You know, and I'm very fortunate that I still have, you know, some consultancy work to do. And it's not nice. You know, I've got friends that have been furloughed and, you know, they actually feel like they don't know what the future holds. And I think that for me is the key. So I, I would agree that for most people, you know, those are for, that are fortunate to a, have, have a continued job and, and may have been furloughed that, you know, ex, you know, disposable income has increased because, you know, we're spending a lot less. In fact, you know, my household, you know, the key spend now is grocery, you know, grocery spends increased, but everything yeah. else, as you've said, you know, there's, there's zero commuting cost, petrol cost, because we're not going anywhere. We're not taking the kids to school. All the clubs have been, all the kids clubs have ended. So actually this is a time where we can, um, you know, hopefully hunker down and build for the future. But on the furloughed point, I, I guess the, for me, the, where the sympathy does lie is that they don't know what the future holds because once you've been furloughed, what, what does that mean for the business that employs you? We, we don't know. And it, yeah. you know, like I say, it sounds great to be furloughed and I say, Oh, I'd love to be furloughed. But then for me, then there's a bit of, um, you know, ambiguity about what's going to happen in the future. Just to pick up on, uh, on kids clubs. I, I wish, wish it has been, been stopped. They've all gone online. It, seem busier and, and harder to juggle schedules now than when we had to um, <laughs> ship them around the, the place by by car but well, uh, that's just, on, yeah. <laughs> just on uh furloughing though i think you're right that it's it could well be just a, a step towards redundancy the right now furloughing is free for for businesses because it's being paid by by the government mm. but at some point that's going to cease and those businesses then need to decide do they actually have work for these people or has the business carried on fine without them and maybe it no longer needs them it's and obviously it's going to vary from business to business and and sector to sector what the answer to that is but i agree it's being on furlough puts a big question mark over your your future job which i i think would be very worrying even if uh financially speaking you're not not suffering too much at the time yeah and you know we we talk about it for us in our property businesses albeit on a much smaller scale but there's a number of things that i've offloaded to reduce the cost of the business as we spoke about in the last episode and because i've offloaded those costs the likelihood is i won't be bringing those costs back in again because once i've streamlined the business and you know we know how business works it's the same unfortunately whether people like it or not you know if you're a, a full-time employee an fte you are a headcount you are a cost to the business and if, if revenues have dropped 
and business is uncertain and like you say it's it's already been a bridge to some of that then you know aside from other overheads in terms of you know office space and so on you know the headcount is also something that gets addressed so um yeah, yeah exactly I, I hope that i hope that uh, a lot of people who are in in this furloughed situation don't actually uh, think oh i've got all this spare cash i'll, I'll go out and buy a ferrari i can't drive or something um but they do actually put some away and and plan and take care for the future which is is going to be very uh, unclear i think well if there's one thing we've all got right now even those of us with multiple children it's a bit more time and you know for <laughs> for us it's using that time wisely simon shakes his head he can't see me i, I do have a bit more even though my youngest is getting up at quarter past five in the morning you know what i, I can do for now, you there my goodness I, that's painful enough when my youngest gets up at seven o'clock in the morning <laughs> but be, because i'm so busy before i didn't have time to go out for a run now i can actually go out for a run and that's my thinking time but the point i was going to make hopefully you know with with little windows of time because we are at home most of the time you know we can we can do a bit more planning and thinking about the future as we've talked about you know related to property yeah it, I, I think life is still very busy and it's difficult to find spare time as far as i'm concerned and i'm not quite sure what point i'm trying to make here i, I think I personally am not getting that much extra time to do thinking and proper forward planning. But I think if if you're on if you're furloughed, then then you probably do get a bit more. <laughs> um Yeah. Something else we were going to try and pick up in this episode, and we're very nearly out of time, if not perhaps actually out of time, was your flip project, which uh, I think is uh well last last we spoke about was on hold because your builders had actually uh, gone ill. So have they recovered? How How is that progressing? Yeah, fortunately, yeah, fortunately they've recovered. I, I'm not sure whether or not they had the COVID or not. Um, but, you know, the good news is they've recovered. They have, well, I say they, the, you know, they've taken turns to come back, I believe, to the, to the flat. And so this is just a flat we've got in uh, South Croydon, was due for completion in February 2020 but so we're, we're a little bit behind obviously we don't know where where it's going to uh where it's going to land in terms of the market but uh but yeah just to just to answer your question thanks for a follow-up on that we're about 95% done we are you know we're all there by the shouting everything's in we've put two new bathrooms in we've well, we made a bathroom refurbished the old one we've put in really nice so we've turned so just a reminder we've turned a one bed into a two stroke three it's very nice we've done a really nice master bedroom with a sliding door to a sort of study stroke dressing area so it's aimed at the sort of premium more affluent younger market in croydon and yeah we're all we're all there by the shouting we, we then just need to dress the property and then uh yeah fingers crossed see see what the market's going to do as and when the you know the re- restrictions get lifted even further as expected do you have a new eta on that well on the completion should f- yeah hopefully by the time this airs the property will be finished as in terms of the refurb will be finished and we- we'll just be dressing it and getting it at, you know give, give giving it to an estate agent and looking to looking to market 
I don't want to jinx anything, Stuart, but that's not the first time you've said that on a, on one of these podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me. I'm an, I'm an eternal optimist. So we'll, we'll keep well, bludgeoning through. I very much hope you're right this time. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll, we'll see. I've seen I've seen uh, videos of it. I haven't been there, but I, I got a video of it uh, of the rooms, and yeah, it's just a bit of clearing out to do, uh, and just some tiling. So uh, yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. But uh, I, I think um, by the end of May we should be done. Uh, are you planning to to snag in person, or are you going to try and snag via video link? Have you have you, have you got a plan for that? I think we'll see. We'll see where we're at in the next few weeks. Ideally. I'd want to go and see the property. So yeah, just need, just need to see. Yeah. And, you know, certainly envisaging to do that at a social distance, but you know, even yeah. if, I mean, you, you, know, you could do that entirely on your own, couldn't you? And just yeah. make a, a written snag list for, for the builders. I mean, it wouldn't have to be something you go through in person, although that kind of thing always is easier, isn't it? Because you can point at things and say, look, this, this is wrong and, and stuff. But well, even if I go there, you know, he opens a property, you know, I, I can meet him outside and I just go into the property because it is a, a purpose-built block of flats. But I, I can just go into the property, you know, do my notes and just come straight back out, um, you know, at a two-metre distance and just, you know. Mate, fold, fold your notes into a paper airplane and throw them at and, him. And throw them at him, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or if they're really bad, just screw it up into a ball and throw it at him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, but either way, I'll, I'll go down, I'll go around and do my list and, and you know, communicate it by whichever medium is is feasible <laughs> good good All right we are we are definitely over time now so i think we'll we'll draw it to a close and say that uh, if you're interested to find out about any of our other episodes or the show notes for this one please visit the business of otherwise we will uh, see you next week